Hey there, party people. Did you know that Encounter Party is now an official Dungeons & Dragons television show? You can find our second campaign on the Dungeons & Dragons Adventures channel, available now on Plex and Freebie. We have new episodes every Tuesday night at 9pm, and the show is available on demand next day on Plex. For links and to learn more, head on over to our website at EncounterParty.com. Now, please enjoy this episode of Campaign 1 of Encounter Party. Warning, this episode features very strong language and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Last time on Encounter Party! Storming the gates of Orzova, our players quickly cut through the welcoming party awaiting their assault. Without breaking her stride, Desa Karlov marches her team farther into the Church of the Ghost Council. Who is this black-winged angel who waits inside, and what doom does she spell for the Boros? Find out this week on Encounter Party! The entire congregation in unison sits up and they all turn around to face you and you realize that underneath their hoods is nothing and they're all ghosts! Roll initiative! Okay, so just so you guys know, this is a congregation that's full of wooden pews everywhere, so until you get to the altar, this is difficult terrain. Also, there's like a dozen ghosts and an angel, Fakara. Yes. I need a wisdom saving throw, please. It's not a negative right now. I'm so excited. That is going to be a 14. You are currently afraid because you did not know that these things existed. And this is a violation of everything the Boros Legion stands for. Whatever this is, is an angel that seems to be in league with the Orzov. So you cannot actively move toward the angel. You You can make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of your turns to try and break this. Okay. Uh, Lorzach, you are up first. Lorzach is going to clutch at the totem bonded to his armor, whispering some really hideous-sounding Devkaran words as the air around him grows cold, and he casts Ice Storm. All of the ghosts must make a dexterity saving throw. Target is what? 15. So six past six. So that's two bludgeoning and 15 cold damage on everything that fails, one bludgeoning, and seven cold damage on everything that succeeds. The zombies shamble forward, kind of stumbling over the pew and slapping their heads (laughs) on the next pew. (laughs) As they attack the nearest yellow ghosts. Will a 17 hit? Yes. I imagine a nine will not. Will not. So one of these ghosts takes four bludgeoning damage. Yes, sir. In a moment of combat, before everything goes to hell, Parix yells, Orzov ghosts, does anything hurt them? No. I rolled a one. You don't have to roll. You, like, know this. This is your job, man. You're a guild. Um, What do I know? Very little hurts them. They're resistant and or immune to stuff. Just about everything, yeah? They're resistant to everything. Yeah, that's what I thought. So the death angel floats above the altar and arcs her scythe above her head in a shining resplendence. And she 
for an evil angel is absolutely gorgeous. I need everyone except for Xenia to please make a wisdom saving throw. Fucking wise Xenia. And Lorzach and Fakara have to make theirs at a disadvantage. Remember the aura of protection bonus. Shut up! 21. 20. 22. 11. With disadvantage? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Fakara, you're charmed. Oh, fuck. Fakara, now I need a charisma saving throw. That I am better at, thankfully. Sweet. DC is 19. Oh, look at that. That's a 19. You're fine. Don't worry about any of that that she was going to do. I will continue to worry about it. Xenia. Xenia is not into these ghost dudes or whatever they are and decides to cast Shatter straight on top of one of their heads, which will hit all of them. Okay. Constitution saving throw of 15, please. Pass, pass. Pass, fail. Fail, pass. That's 20 points of damage for the people who fail, 10 points of damage for the people who succeed. I'm going to get you, ghosts. Fikara. Yeah. You're up. Okay. At this point, Fikara just looks to the end of the room and sees this abomination of an angel and just is terrified to the absolute core of her being and just... The only thing she can think to do is grab the horn that is at her side, blow it triumphantly, and bring Rizal to where we are. And then a brief pause as everybody wonders what the hell that was. And then smashing through one of the gorgeous stained glass windows, a big fireball comes landing to an available spot next to Fakara as Rizal the angel has appeared. And she lands, stands up, looks around, sees a bunch of ghosts, and then looks to Fakara and goes, Oh, come on. What? How do you feel about defending us from a death angel? And then she looks up to the end of the church and sees the death-packed angel at the hedge of the thing. And she goes, Oh, I am on it. Give me the word. Give me the word. Give me the word. Defeat the death angel. And she goes, uh, Oh, wait. She can't fly. Difficult terrain. She can move at the end of the round. And she will attempt the sole purpose of killing the Death Pact Angel. Perix! Okay, uh, I don't know what uh, anything can do here. I'm really terrified by these servants, but Perix is going to step three squares to his left to get to the far side of that Boros soldier, please. As the crackling energy builds in his hands and in his crystal and in a direct 100-foot line at the Angel and through the Blue Brigade launches Lightning Bolt. Lightning! For a Dexterity 16 save, please, from everyone in that path of 100 feet. Fail. Fail. Miss. 30 points of lightning damage against everyone who failed and 15 for those who succeeded. As Perix launches a straight burning line of crackling lightning energy directly into the heart of this goddamn death angel. She kind of ceases up for a second. Are you ready? It's spooky ghost time. Uh, Okay. Hooray. Oh, boy. So between Shatter and Lightning Bolt and the cold thing, none of them died? No ghosts have died. You guys marched into that room and you were like, ah, spaz, lightning, shatter, ice storm, fire angel. And you just start unleashing all of these AOE spells. And the ghosts are like, uh, they look like they're sort of distorted, right? 
I think things are happening. Okay. But then they all, ooh, just they all float on you guys, and they're gonna move in some creepy fucking ways. So this entire congregation of ghosts just floats towards you, and then through you. Some of them appearing behind you, some of them appearing in front of you, some of them peering inside you. We're gonna get some attacks. And? (laughs) A six. One of them dissipates into nothing. Yes. So, Lorzach, you feel a ghostly hand on the back of your neck. For a 21. Yeah, that hits. You will take nine necrotic damage. The Boro soldier feels a spectral hand on the back of his neck. No. And he will take death. Mm. That was a lot. It was like 21 damage. Well, That's more yeah. hit points than they have. Jeez. So, Lorzach, you feel a hand on the back of your neck, and you think, is the guy next to me trying to get me for something? And you look to your left. And that Boro soldier just withers up in that way that, like, people just get scared to death. And it's like, ooh, and he just seizes up and dies. The other soldier trying to protect Tessa will get a withered scariness. We'll also hit. Ooh, these ghosts are accurate. Yep, for exacties. In a flash, these ghosts just phase through these Boro soldiers and they go down. Perix. Yeah. A withering touch on you. 14? No. I will cast shield and ward it away. Okay. Is that on one particular attack? Yes. Great. Because where that Boros soldier fell, the ghost that was sharing a space with him is also there. You will take two more attacks. One from inside you and one from your right. One is an 11. The other one is a 17. So the 17 hits. Okay. You will take some necrotic damage. A spectral hand will touch you for 14 necrotic damage. Copy that. Boops. There is one sharing a space, and stuff is going to happen to him. Ooh, zombie time. What's their AC? Eight. (laughs) Yes, a 20 and a 16. Yeah, those both. They only have one HP? Yeah. Okay, well, they're both going to go down. Okay. The ghosts are going to reach up to them and say, uh, Steve? Jack? Good night. (laughs) Tajik is going to get attacked. And they are, don't seem to be able to do nothing to him. But you get a sense that Tajik ain't too fond of ghosts. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. Salorin. Salorin sees all the soldiers falling and then looks at all these indentured servants that owe their souls to the Orzov, and he's filled with anger. Are they immune to frightened, uh, this frightened status? The ghosts? The indentured servants, whatever they are. Yeah. Would I know that? Would Salorin know that? I'll let you make a history check. 15 or higher. That's a nat 20. Nice! Mulligan away, buddy. Salorn is going to turn and attack the ghost that is nearest to him on that diagonal. First one is... That's a 10. Second one is... A 20, non-nat to hit. That hits. Great. It is going to take... 11 points of damage. What type of damage, please? Piercing. Piercing! And that is my turn. (laughs) You poke it and it's like... Whisking batter, you kind of just shove your sword in the general vicinity of where this ghost is and swizzle it around a little bit and just sort of mix it up in the air. You hear... <laughs> Top of the order, Lord Zatch. Lord Zatch, having felt the hand on his neck, goes... Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, my God! And bonks it in the hood with a uh, staff of withering. <laughs> 
Also, the table is cursed. Seven to hit. Or ten to hit. Whiff. Yeah, fine. Question? Did the uh, one inside me have to take any damage? Don't worry about it. I'm on top of it. Okay. If you weren't cold-blooded, you'd be a lot colder than you are right now. The angel again looks out over the crowd and makes a splendid Sailor Moon Scout arc with her scythe. Wood, Fikara, Razel, Lorzach, Salorin, and Perix. Please. Why is she leaving Xenia alone? Probably range. But she moved backwards last turn. Make wisdom saving throws. Plus five. Only if you're within ten. Which I am. Which Lorzach is not. Lorzach is not. What did everybody roll? Uh, that's a 10. A 10. 12. 12. 24. 24. 17. Anybody under a 19 is charmed. Jesus. So, Lauren, could you please read the condition of charmed for everyone? A charmed creature can attack the charmer or target the charmer with har- harmful abilities or magical effects. The charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. You then, after this charm spell reaches out across the room in this unholy magnificence, you see the death-packed angel reach out to Rizel with a frightening sensibility. Boros Angel... Why do you fight for them? They've bound your wings. They've punished you for clearly doing something you felt was right. The Church of Orzov can bring you wealth and power. Abandon Aurelia. Come to us. Rizel seems charmed. Xenia. Xenia is going to decide to thunderstep, which looks a lot like a modern day dap, and teleports midway through the room. She spends two sorcery points to protect her comrades, Those four ghosty ghosts that I tapped have to make a constitution saving throw of 15. Yellow Brigade, one natural 20, one fail. Blue Brigade, pass, fail. For those who failed, they take 15 thunder damage, and the people who succeed take seven. One of the Yellow Brigade ghosts toward the back as you step away and leave a residual thunderclap on the ground. That spirit dissipates into nothing. There are still some kicking around. It's now the spirit's turn. Um, You see the spirits shift slightly as one of them scoots around and they all seem to spread out, attempting to attack various targets, closing in. And this never provokes an attack of opportunity. They do not provoke attacks of opportunity. Ghosts! Uh, We'll start with Lorzach. Natural one, Rizel, also a miss. Fakara number one, miss. Tessa, hits. Tessa's about to get spooky damaged. She's gonna take 15 damage. Ouch. Perix, 21. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. 11, necrotic damage. Saloran, 18. Miss. I think at the moment, two are gonna try and attack Tajik. And they're both going to miss. Saloran, you're up. Saloran is going to attack that same ghost. Does a 17 hit? Yes. I'm going to do the same attack on the same creature. Does a 23 hit? Yes. Great. First attack does 13 points of piercing damage. Ooh. The second attack will do 
Seven points of piercing damage, and I'm also going to channel... No, I'm not. I'm just going to do seven points of damage on the second attack. Okay. You shove your morning star into the ghost's belly and swizzle around trying to dissipate the ghost, and you just scramble it out into the ether. Damn you, Solorin. So you guys continue to swing around in this melee as these indentured servants float around, trying to attack you. Top of the order, Lorzetch. Lorzetch is going to smack the nearest ghost with a staff of withering and a 15 to hit. Yeah. Great. For 15 magic damage. Magic damage. Oh, yeah. Staff of withering comes down, splits the ghost in two, and the other halves just dissipate. Her turn. She's going to hang back just for a moment. As a bonus action, everyone she attacked is charmed. I got a 17. I'm not charmed. Yeah, you said it was a 19 save. You are charmed for one hour or until you take damage. Oh, so I am uncharmed. You are uncharmed. Saloran is uncharmed. Fakar is charmed. Rizel is charmed. Lorzach is charmed. Still charmed. She is going to look at Rizel with resentment, knowing that she has kind of the upper hand as Rizel's hesitation seems to take hold, and she throws a ton of necrotic damage at her. But Rizel is no longer charmed. Rizel is no longer charmed. Xenia. Xenia is super excited by the new tricks up her sleeve, and she casts Storm Sphere on the Death Angel. Death Angel has to make a save strength of 15. This is a magic attack? This is a magic attack. Fail. <laughs> oh, nice. So first, you take 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Oh, come on. For four points of bludgeoning damage. As a bonus action... I'm going to cause a bolt of lightning to leap from the center of the spear, so just, like, generating from the center of your core, and I'm going to make a ranged spell attack. I get advantage because you is in the center of my spear. Does a 23 hit? Yeah. May I have three more d6s, please? Thank you. That's an additional 16 points of damage. Oh my god, lightning damage? Lightning damage. Lightning! <laughs> Xenia's feeling real full of herself right about now. <laughs> Fikara. Yeah, I'll turn back to Tessa and ask her, are you okay? Do you need healing? She says, do what you've been tasked to do. All right, I'll go ahead and hit the ghost that's right behind me with three maces. Yes, uh, that will be a 20, a 19, and a 23. All will hit. Okay. Yeah! Yeah, Fakara! And that will be for bludgeoning damage. Total? No, plus your bonuses, boot. You, you get a strength bonus to each one of those yeah, attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 16. Four plus a bunch of stuff. Oh, 1d6 plus four, so plus five, four. five. So, five, five. So, it's 17. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Much better. Yeah, sorry. 17 bludgeoning damage. So you wind up your mace in a whirlwind type fashion, catching this ghost under the chin and sending it flying through the back wall of the basilica, dissipating into a spooky dust. Get out of here. Hooray. Oh, and uh, what was the saving throw that I needed to make? It was... Wisdom. Wisdom. Plus five. Yeah, that's a 13. Perix. Okay, uh, Mr. DM, looking at the map, uh, there are two people who can make attacks of opportunity on me. I'm trying to get as close to Xenia as possible if I were to walk through Saloran. It's also difficult terrain. So I have 20 feet of movement. Oh, because you're a talisman? Yeah. I think it's going to be three attacks either way you do it. So then let's get as close to the angel if you as possible. Want to, you want to be as close to the angel as possible, so you just want to go straight forward? Yes. Okay, so it'll be one, two, three, four. Great. First attack. 
is an 18? No, it is not. Well, it is an 18, but I throw up my arm, blocking whatever ghostly attack is coming at me. The second one is a 12. Misses. Third one is a 17. That will hit. You will get a gentle caress of two necrotic damage as I you walk by. I feel a shiver, but also kind of a excitement. Like, it's it's not really an attack. It's you just sort of go marching through these ghosts and then, ooh, they just sort of reach out to you. And you're like, ooh, dodging with your amphibian body, stretching in ways nobody knew you could. One just barely catches you on the cheek for two damage. And then I'm going to look back and look at the ghost who is right behind Tessa, and I am going to try and contemplate the dead past whatever their contract exists them at to toll the dead on that character. Would it please make a wisdom save of 16? What's the damage type? Necrotic. It is immune to necrotic damage. Ah, crap. You toll the dead, and it's like, I'm dead. And you're like, right, but what about after death? Like, what about beyond death? And they're like, nah, son. I don't know. <laughs> I only thought this far. <laughs> Their turn. Um, these spooky ghosts are going to do some shifting. We're going to go over to Solorin. One's going to stay on Tajik. Tajik is, I think we're learning that Tajik is super afraid of ghosts. And he's just sort of swinging wildly uh, with this ghost in front of him. And we'll deal with him in a brief moment. This one's going to turn around and try and get Perix. Does it take an attack of opportunity from Tajik to do that? They do not provoke attacks of opportunity because they flow. Well, that sucks. Yep. This ghost is going to shift over here. And then the one that was inside of Rizel is going to stop taking force damage and pop out to attack. Okay, here we go. Lorzatch, you're my favorite first target. Miss. Rizelle will also be missed. Fikara, natural 20. Brian, you are rolling far too many nat 20s. In it's all the on last one die. It's hot. Few days. Fikara, you will take 17 points of necrotic damage. Ooh. Gotcha. They're immune to necrotic damage, the ghosts? They are immune to necrotic damage. Yeah, I thought and your one thing had... spindly ghost finger will go right up your nose and just swizzle around for a little bit. For... Yeah. Ew. Th- that one's a bit <laughs> perverted. Tessa's going to get attacked. Tessa is getting attacked but with extreme wills. She's just standing there. And you know she's taking damage. It ain't pretty. But she looks like you would consider to be the equivalent of bloodied. Okay. Solorin. Miss Tajik, natural 20. Okay, that's actually, I think, the first time Tajik actually got hit. Is the angel still flying? She's, yeah, she's up in the air. She's floating. It's uh, an important question. And Perix, miss. Great. Saloran, yo, man, your lady's getting ghost poked. Saloran, <laughs> after years of service to Tessa, notices the small cracks in her exquisite poker face, reaches out his hands, and... Gingerly with his fingers will channel 15 points of healing into her, and that will be my turn. Ooh, somebody's got a crush. Tajik gets jealous. Hey, no, I've already said this. They're not in a romantic relationship. That's a lot of R's to roll. (laughs) That's hard. They, we are not doing it. (laughs) Tajik is not dating her. Yeah. (laughs) This is weird, because like, like, Lauren is looking at Tessa. Everybody thinks Tajik is looking at Tessa, but he's not. He's looking at probably, like, Rizel, and Fakara is looking at Tajik, and Rizel is looking at Fakara. Like, what do you want me to do? This is awkward. It's a weird uh, soap opera thing we got and going. And Lorzatch is in the corner going, I just 
want to go home. <laughs> finally, after swinging around like a crazy dude, Tajik finally cleaves that ghost in twain, and it jiggles out of existence. Spooky. Top of the order, Lord's Edge. Rizel has to get to that angel. That is her singular focus. That is the task she was given, correct? Yep. Destroy the angel. She cannot get to the angel and attack at the same time. So she will make the decision to strike. Actually, no, that's not true. She's got spells for days. So the ghosts are closing in on the right side of the procession. And Rizel, in true focus, you see a flaming ball appear in her hand. And she takes a crow hop back and launches a glowing ball of fire over to the angel. And unfortunately, it catches on the throne halfway up the altar and explodes. And that's on fire now. There's a flaming chair inside of a cloud of storms surrounding an evil angel. Lorzatch. Lorzatch bonks a ghost. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Uh, 15 to hit. 15 hits. Yeah! Ghost bonkers. <laughs> Talking about eight magic damage, three poison damage. Ah, the magic damage will do it, and the ghost dissipates. Face palm. Ugh. Is it the staff of withering? Yeah. Yeah, you just skeleton slap this thing in the face, and it goes, ah. So, the angel seems to float even higher, and her hands outstretch, and purple spectral chains appear from Lorzach and Fakara to each of her hands, and you can see their literal charm in physical form, she snaps the chains on your neck, forcing both of you to make a DC 19 charisma saving throw. Plus five. Oh! Please confirm that is a net. That's that Yay! nat 20. Woo! That is a fucking 23. Ooh, yeah! Yes! Suck it! Suck it, Orzov Angel. Hey. Ain't no strings on me. Don't defend me. her. How, what? What? So I will not explain what was going to happen there, but she snaps on your necks, but doesn't really seem to do anything. And then she looks to Fakara and in a seething voice just says, you owe me tribute, cow. You will take 11 necrotic damage All right, okay. as her painful words seep into your heart. But you are no longer uh, charmed. You're no longer charmed. But I'm still afraid. And then she will... Oh, this is difficult terrain, right? Yes. Oh, she can fly like fucking 90 feet. And then before her turn ends, she's going to try and create as much distance from the spellcasters as she can and is going to swoop over here. Xenia. Xenia is feeling mildly untouchable and decides to get a little reckless and cast Chaos Bolt on the Death Age. Oh, yeah. For a 12. No second D20 needed. No wild magic roll. Okay, as a bonus action, I shoot a bolt of lightning at the death angel. For a 12? No. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. That's she, all right. She swoops and dodges. Man, a lot of 12s from these two. Vicara. No question. I'm not charmed. Still afraid. But I'm still afraid. So I can't move towards her. You cannot move toward her. So I will move. Vicara's so gonna move. Oh, don't. So I'm going to move 10 feet straight back. Yep. Quick attack of opportunity. Yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're not going to like this. That's all right. Natural 20. Okay. Different die. Gotcha. Whoa. You will take nine necrotic damage. Oh. 
All right, do your thing. <laughs> All right, cool. And on to Tessa. I don't really care what she says to me right now, but I'm just laying my hand on her shoulder and casting Cure Wounds for 1d8 plus 3 for her hit points because this woman is not dying on my fucking watch. So that will be 10, and I will take my bonus action to strike once at the ghost. Dope! Spooky ghost. For a 13. 13 hits. Oh, all right, cool. That that makes my day a little bit better. Woohoo! They don't have a high armor class. Uh, It's going to be six bludgeoning. Yeah, you club that ghost. Bye, ghost. That one dies unceremoniously. It just sort of is like there, and then it isn't. All right. They can't all die. Cool. Like, some of them just go away. Um, And then for my wisdom check, it is going to be a 24. You are no longer afraid. Woohoo! Good. And you cannot be scared by that angel for 24 hours. (laughs) Ha ha ha! You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. (laughs) And now a quick word from one of our sponsors. You know, folks, blank walls can be pretty boring. So why not spruce up your home or office by heading over to ukiyopop.com. They have a collection of traditional Japanese prints inspired by today's comics, games, and movies. The gallery is viewable online for free and prints are available for purchase. So head over to ukiyopop.com. That's U-K-I-Y-O-P-O-P.com. Tradition in a modern method. And now, back to the party. Perix. Perix is not enjoying that this angel is moving away from him, and he is going to provoke another attack of opportunity to move up in front of Xenia. With the difficult terrain, I get four squares, so however far that can get me. Miss. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then Perix will join Xenia in this lightning battle that is happening with the angel and launch lightning bolt directly at it. Would it please make a dexterity save? 19. That will save for half damage. 29 total, which is going to be 14 points of lightning damage. And he is seething at this angel that seemingly is just throwing these weapons, and Perix is not happy with what is happening in this room right now. You blast her with lightning, and she floats just a half inch lower, but then sort of rises back up. If anyone can get her on the ground, I would really appreciate it. It's very important that she not be in the air if possible. <laughs> Ghosts attacking Roselle. Miss attacking Tessa. Natural one. Blue Brigade attacking Tessa. Hit and Slorin. Miss. Tessa will be hit once for a very, very small amount of necrotic damage. Six. Cool. Thank you for giving her health points back, y'all. Salorin. Salorin is furious that one of these ghosts would dare attack Tessa, and he's going to focus the full might of his morning stars against it. That is a 14 to hit. Yep. And a 9. That is 11 points of damage against the ghost that hit Tessa, and that'll be my turn. You cleave straight through with your morning star because it is incorporeal, and that ghost turns to you and goes, All right, okay, I, I get the message, and then just... Just... <laughs> End of the round. Roselle. She's going to try and attack this ghost and get it out of her way before she moves. Hit! With a flaming sword, she ignites the ghost in like a piece of magnesium paper. It just goes... <laughs> awesome. And then she's going to move as far as she can. 
you know, there's pews in the way and you can tell that she's just like, oh, I'm just gonna float over these things, but she can't. So she kind of stumbles her way across because she's trapped on the ground. She yells, angel bitch. <laughs> Top of the order, Lorzach. Tightening his grip on the staff of withering, Lorzach bonks a ghost. <laughs> 12 to hit. 12 does not hit. Really great rolls today. Anything else? No. Okay, her turn. Nobody's charmed anymore? No. Perix, Xenia, Rozelle, Salorin, and Lorzach. Counter spell. Yeah. What level spell is it casting? Fifth. I have to make a check to see if that's actually successful. Mm-hmm. You better believe it Ooh. with a 23. Yes. Yeah. She swings her scythe in another shining arc, attempting to charm the room. And Parix puts his hands out, and an energy sort of emanates from him as the room goes silent. And the energy that is expelled from her scythe is absorbed by the, the radiance of silence that comes off him, and the room is peaceful for just a second. You just hear Perrick's go, boo, no. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. You suck. That sucks. Okay, there's like no way she's going to escape that storm. Xenia, it's your turn. Awesome. Xenia is going back to Shatter because it serves her so damn well. So will the Death Angel make a constitution saving throw of 15, please? How's a 20? Yeah, I mean, a 20 is fine, but she's still going to take some damage. Whatever. Shatter is like the, the mascot of this campaign right now. That's 11 points of damage, please. What type? Uh, bu- 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 thunder damage. You got it. And now as a bonus action, I'd like to make a ranged spell attack. Please, d20, help me out. Oh, does a 25 hit? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> can I have three more d6s, please? You know you can. <laughs> oh, they so pretty. I love how nobody asks me for dice now. Never. Uh, uh- <laughs> I love you. <laughs> hey, how does 16 points of lightning damage feel? Pretty bad. <laughs> Would this angel perhaps be uh, viewed as bloody? Yep. Xenia just smiles a still, coy smile. Oof. Fikara. Okay, so I'm going to turn around and I'm going to hit that ghost in front of me. Knock with, his ass out! Yeah, I'm going to like totally like, he's going to be hit so hard he's going to think he's alive again and then died again. So it's going to be all great. It's pretty hard. <laughs> no, wait, there was one that hit. Okay, so that's going to be a 27 to hit. Yep. Well, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, right? That, that hits like double. That's overkill. That's that's like twice the amount you needed to actually hit it. And that will be nine bludgeoning damage. So you whack this ghost right in the face and his head spins around and it kind of winds up up a minute and he goes, whoa, hey, everybody. Huh. Oh, shit, I'm dead. And then he remembers again that he died and then just. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. And then can you move me 120 feet towards the angel? Uh, I can move you half that because it's difficult terrain. It's a lot of movement. Yeah. She's staring that angel down. Oh, yeah. It's going to get a mace. I just politely yell over my shoulder, Rizelle, when are you getting here? Perix. Perix does not move. He is now happy there is someone in between him and the angel and feels a little bit calmer. And the crystal almost loses its semblance of color and his mind goes blank as he launches a mind spike deep into the brain of the death-packed angel. <laughs> that sounds like an Would awful Would it sense. please make... 
a wisdom 16 save. Natural 20. Well, it will take half of what I was going to do to it. Mm -hmm. 18, which is nine points of psychic damage. And this hasn't mattered yet, but should it try to become uh, hidden to my sight, I know where it is forever now. (laughs) Or for an hour. You throw this mind spike into her and you see her neck crane. And then she just slowly raises it back up and looks right at you. There is one ghost left. In desperation, it's going to attack Tessa. Yes. Ghost touch. She will take 11 points of necrotic damage. Solorin. Solorin is going to, in a blind rage, attack the ghost that just attacked Tessa. That is a 14 to hit. Yep. Second attack will be 20 to hit, not that. Yep. First attack does 10 damage. The second attack does 11 damage, 21 damage total. In a fury, you're like, hell no, stop it, ghosts! And then you just throw a boot through the ghost, and then the boot gets stuck on your boot, and then you shake this ghost off your boot, and it just dissipates. <laughs> Good. And that's my turn. Rizel goes racing toward the Death Pact Angel, and she will throw fire at it. And she will miss. Not very accurate. We are destroying this room. Well, it's a lot of stone and marble, so the only thing that's on fire right now is the chair at the front of the altar. There's probably, like, some curtains and stuff, though. Also, Tajik, ghost-free, will make his way up to attack the Death Pact Angel. Lorzatch. Lorzatch moves to Tessie's side. As an action, we'll cast Cure Wounds. Tessie gains 11 hit points. As a bonus action, Lorzatch casts Healing Word at third level for another 12 hit points. So how many total? 23. Thank you, Ned. Gotcha, boo-boo. That helped a lot. And Lorzach will use the rest of his movement to head down the aisle. Okay. The angel floats down to the ground, crouches her wings, and in a moment you realize the roof to this church sure is high up. And in a spring... She flies over across the room using an ability called Flyby, where she does not provoke any attacks of opportunity as she flies outside of people's reach. And she flies a full 90 feet to make attacks on Tessa. And, and will she please make Are they it. still active? Yes. For how long? 10 minutes. 20. She saves. Great. She will then make an attack, a big one. She will multi-attack Tessa. Both attacks will hit on 26s. Ooh. The Death Angel comes swooping down, dodging Lorzatch's spores, rips her scythe back, and in a massive swish, swish, she cuts into Tessa Karloff for 77 damage. Whoa. Tessa drops to one knee, but is not down. Wow. Did the angel land on the ground to make that attack, or is it still yes. floating? Yes, it's on the ground. Okay. Xenia. Xenia is pretty tired of this death pact angel. She goes to her standard shatter. Please make a constitution saving throw of 15. She spends a sorcery point to protect her comrades around. 15. Because she succeeded, that is 10 points of thunder damage. Okie dokie. Crash! Fikara. You and Rizel came racing to the angel, and her advantage of wings has left you far behind. Okay, 
I will go ahead and take just one regular movement back towards stupid Death Angel. So that'll be 60. And you are an absolute abomination to everything that Ravnica stands for. Die! And I'll just vicious mockery the Death Angel. Wisdom save of 14. She rolls a 27 to save and turns to look at you with just half a crook of her neck and says, I am everything the Orzov require of me. Really all about the bare minimum, these people. Hey. <laughs> hey. Burn. Perix. Perix turns and looks at the angel that has now settled on the ground. And he closes his eyes and he goes still and he lets his mind flood to the darkness creeping at the back of his brain. And out of the ground underneath the feet of the angel come these inky black tentacles that wrap around her legs and her body and pull her towards the ground. Would she please make a dexterity saving throw? She rolls a two So she is grabbed and pulled towards the ground as these tentacles wrap themselves up and over her body and around her neck, and she receives 13 points of bludgeoning damage and is restrained. What? I like this. Uh, I don't. Yeah, what? You will notice that the crystal glowed no color for that. Okay, yeah, no, not liking this anymore. Siloran. Burn her. Or heal Tessa. Because you are her lapdog, I will tell you how close she is to death. Tessa does not do shows of weakness ever. The fact that she is this far gone fills him with dread, and he kneels next to her and uses lay on hands to give her the rest of his HP that he has pooled. That is 20 HP. And then Saloran screams to the rest of the party, Help her! At the end of the round, Rizel <laughs> will go back the way she came, and she will let Fakara know... She's only got one fire throw left in her system, and it won't work. Uh, question about restrained. Does that make attack throws have advantage? Yes. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, with a fiery toss, some fire lands on the angel, and her wings get singed. I don't really have anything more exciting to say than that. <laughs> Fire. Tajik, seeing that his partner is in trouble, races back and happens to have enough movement to actually get in. And psh, 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 rocket fire pops out of the blade of the Legion as he comes tomahawking down over the top for a 27 to hit. And he will do fuck all damage. One above minimum. Sorry, guys. He's not doing. He's not awesome. Rizel and Tajik are not getting it done. I just want to point out. No, but you will see Tessa finally start to think that eh, the the tough lady look is kind of shitty right now, and thankfully it's uh, restrained, so she will misty step away. Thank you, Tessa. Top of the order, Lorzach. Attacks have advantage. Lorzach is going to maneuver around Tajik. And bonk this angel with a staff of withering. Bonks. Or exactly the same roll. Uh, 24 to hit. Hits. All right. Expending a use of the staff of withering. Lorzach rolls. 12 necrotic damage. 12 magic damage. 5 poison damage. For a grand total of 29 damage. 
Oh, Andrew? Yeah. With her resistances, that's 23 damage. She was at 152. Her health max is 175. How does she die? <sighs> With the resistances, it was exact. Lorzech watches the death-packed angel struggle and writhe in the grip of these black tentacles, lays the staff of withering on top of her head, and channels this sickly green stream of death energy into her and watches as it crumbles to dust beneath his feet. And the death angel, with half a scream, her back arches as she rears up and then just crumples to dust, as you would expect, like a vampire. And you realize that these angels are truly fallen from Parhelion. You are out of combat. Perix collapses to the ground as the tentacles dissipate. I walk up to the pile of ash and take one of the empty healing potion bottles and scoop up the ashes of this defeated foe and hand it to Rizel. Rizel calmly pushes the bottle of ashes back to you and just says, can't take that where I'm going. And then she looks down at the jar and just says, bitch. And then you see Rizel give you a half-ass salute and then consumed by fire, she disappears. Perix is going to take a health potion and also use arcane recovery to get a fourth level spell slot back. Great. That is so good. The death-packed angel dies, the ghosts dissipate, and the church falls silent. As Xenia willfully takes that thunderstorm at the front pulpit and makes it go away. And you see Tessa on the ground on one knee as she slowly gets up with the help of Salorin and Tajik. And she says wearily to the both of you, I've lost the first contest. The physicality of poise, I've lost it. Come, we must not stop. Let us keep going. And she kind of picks herself up and bades you to come to the front of the church. Behind the still-burning throne, you can see uh, another doorway that leads even farther into the basilica. As she approaches, you see her kind of prepare herself upon the door. And she turns to the rest of you and just says, This is your last chance to turn back now. Beyond these doors lies the ghost council Opsedot. I mean to destroy them. Does anyone have any objections? So Lauren picks up his hand axe and puts it away. Perix has not been able to get up off the floor yet. The throbbing migraine through his head has been filling his head with thoughts that are terrifying. But he begins to clear the sphere as he looks at Tessa, understanding that the ghost council must be destroyed. She sees you still on the floor and then starts to put some pieces together about just how much pain you're in, the reasons why she can't tell. But she does sort of, with a limp, make her way back to you and say, I see. And then she calls out to Slubnik, and Slubnik and five additional thralls, based on what I rolled, descend into the empty church. And Slubnik approaches her as she reaches to him with open arms, and you just hear her say, Thank you for your service. And gently, Slubnik just wheezes. My pleasure, mistress. And as she hugs her throw, a golden energy shines in between them as Slubnik the throw gives his stored energy to his mistress, as is the ultimate responsibility of a throw. And he collapses into a withered husk into her hands light enough for her to place on the floor. There are five 
thralls willing to be shared amongst you. Each of them will give their power to your group, dispersed however you decide. They will restore 10 HP and return one spell slot of your choosing apiece. So you have five spell slots to restore, and you have 50 HP to disperse in intervals of 10. Who's doing the worst on HP? I definitely need at least one spell slot. I also need at least one spell slot. Lorzach, you need a couple, yeah? I don't think so. Okay. Fakara, how are you doing on HP and spell slots? Uh, I'm 44 out of 7, and I don't have any. So we should get you a spell slot at least. How are you doing? I am out of sorcery points. Um, I'm only down a couple slots, though, so I'm doing pretty well. And health-wise, you're okay? Health-wise, I'm fine. Okay. How's your how's your shatter capabilities? Solid. Just not able to cast it protectively because you're out of sorcery points. Correct. So if people exactly So be very careful yes. about where we stand yes. while you do your thing. Yes, I cannot protect you guys. Got but it. Unless I spell spend spell slots to extra yeah, yeah. understood. Yep. So then with the group's permission, I have some health potions that I can distribute, but Myself, Fakara, and Saloran will take all five of the spell slots. So I need more than 20 HP to get to max. I would love two spell slots, but I have more, I think, than both of you. So I will definitely take one, and you both should probably take two apiece. I only need one to get to full HP, and I can use that one to get me a second level spell slot. I will have three level one spell slots and one level two spell slot in that case. And no level threes? I don't have level three oh, spell you, slots. Oh, you don't have level three spell slots. Paladin life. That sweet, sweet hashtag paladin life. And you have no spell slots left, Miss Sarah? I mean, I only have two in general, so. Oh. I mean, dope. it's like, yeah. Why don't you both take two spell slots and I'll take one? You all right? I'm fine. I just fucking. <laughs> got you right that in the heartstrings. Punch in the heart. You have a gentle heart, Fakara. Yeah, there's probably going to be some emotion coming through around here, but that's okay. It'll be really useful. You have something to fight for going into that oh, final God, room. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> the thrall that thrall. gives their life to you. Well, like, they're just like... Okay, so okay. I'm going to take one. David's going to take two. Yes. And Sarah's also going to take two. Okay. So that we have some healing in our power. Also, Tessa is at is at full HP. Okay. okay. Who needs some healing potions? If you have some to spare. I have four. Uh, Lorzach has three, and he does not need three. Cool. I just used my last two. Take two from me right now. Okay. I would love, I used up all mine as well. Can you hit him with one? Yeah, I can give you one. Okay. Thank you. Are, are they regular? Yeah. Uh, it's a regular potion of healing. Thank you. Parrox is ready to take some health and get go. Fuck yes. Not max, but it is close. We have distributed the thralls. Potions. Yes. Okay. I took one, Sarah and David each took two. Okay. So uh, Lauren looks over to everyone and gives a nod of respect to each and every one of them because he did not expect them to go all the way to fighting the Obsidot alongside him and Tessa. Um, as I'm holding the thralls that are going to help me, I shoot a look towards Tajik and just give him a questioning look of, is this okay? Um, Tajik puts a hand on your shoulder and gives a nod and just says... We must trust that Tessa knows what she is doing. It will be all right. 
thank you, little ones, for your service. It will be much appreciated. Our pleasure. We serve. And Fikara kind of turns away from the party as she absorbs the light and the energy from the thralls and just takes a moment to wipe her eyes and comes back as a composed Boar soldier ready to completely kick some ass. Please take a point of inspiration from your dungeon master as you learn that the energy sacrificed by personal throws leaves you feeling no other description but enriched. Also, I'm taking that AC potion and using it. Finally! Hey, using magical items. Um, I also have a question because I realized... You've had that potion since like episode four. Three. Right. Three. Oh no, four, you're right. Four. Jesus. I I also do have a really quick question because I realized I have like three sets of weapons on me. Yes. Um, The Warhammer has in parentheses 1d10 plus four. You take it two-handed. Okay, so that's two-handed? Okay, so if it's one-handed... It's 1d8 plus 4. Yes. And so you position yourself in front of this grand archway leading into a place you know only one living being has ever entered. And she is standing in front of you leading your party. And Tessa Karloff turns to look at all of you and gives a confident smile as she turns back and announces through the door, Tessa Karloff! Grand Envoy of the Orzov Guild, here to demand a meeting with the Obzidat. And after a brief quiet, the doors groan open with dust, and you hear a raspy voice echo everywhere. Enter, Envoy. And the door opens into a grand half-moon chamber, with five ornate, illustrious thrones spread evenly around the chamber. Wealth beyond your wildest dreams condensed into five chairs. They are empty, save for one. Directly across the chamber, at the centralmost throne, sits a fat, globular ghost who looks slovenly, except for the fact that his hands are enormous. And at the end of each finger is a six-inch claw. And he sits there. Well, doesn't really sit there so much as floats in the area the throne occupies, mimicking the posture of reverence. And Tessa Karloff enters the chamber to a center platform on which she is bade to speak, and the rest of you very quietly shuffle your way inside. Tessa Karloff assumes the spot of the speaker and addresses the Obzidat. Hello, grandfather, she says, and the ghost council member Karloff, who is an ancient ancestor of Tessa, greets her. Hello, granddaughter, and what summons you today? You have an annoying confidence about you. And Tessa Karloff puffs her chest out and says, I have proof condemning the Obzidat of illegal affairs 
betraying the nature of the Orzov Guild and damning its followers for the sake of its own personal property. To which Karloff begins laughing in a sickening wheeze and says, <laughs> I see. Well then, present your case, child. To which Tessa responds, We know about your plans with the rail line, and we know about your allegiance to the one known as Merit Lage. To which Karloff laughs even more and says, Very confident for you to bring this to us now. And Tessa Karloff retrieves a piece of paper, and you can see that she presents a legal document to the Ghost Council, binding them and demanding their resignation from their position, quite confident that she has achieved legal superiority to finally condemn the Obsidant. However, Karlov simply laughs. And with a wave of his hand, you hear his voice boom and echo out through the chamber. I summon an immediate convening of the Ghost Council. And with wisps and spurs, the four remaining members of the Obsidat appear in each of their thrones. And Karlov laughs at Tessa and dares her to use her legal documentation to command power over the Obsidat. And you watch Tessa stand there until from behind you can see a weariness hit her shoulders and you can see a defeat as seemingly nothing happens. And she turns around to Tajik and you can see fear in her eyes. And she looks at Tajik and you just see her quietly shake her head. And then you hear the Ghost Council in unison tell Tessa Karlov to kneel. And without power, she crumples to her knees in the center podium. Slorn pushes past Tajik and goes straight to Tessa's side. Parix steps forward. Parix looks at Karlov, not acknowledging the four other members of the Ghost Council, and says, Your actions have brought destruction to other guilds of Ravnica. Your work has fundamentally violated the Guild Pact, and we are here as representatives of guilds other than yours, along with a representative of your own, to call on you to step down per Tessa's legal argument. Hey, <laughs> now, Council. Well, this is a farce. Tell me, how does the Guild Pact protect you from the actions of an independent baron? And then one from the other side you hear. Royston Overshaw is not a member of the Orzov. Negotiating with an unaffiliated does not constitute a crime. Working alongside the one known as Merit Lage, who works with the Deoreth and the former Malphus Reed of the Izzet and the former Nikia of the Gruul, is 
conspiracy against the Guild Pact itself, whether or not your specific acquisition of a train line was with an unaffiliated member, your actions are with someone who acts against the Guild Pact itself, and you are guilty as charged. <laughs> what a shallow retort. We have no desire to dissolve the Guild Pact. Our collaboration is the ultimate expression of its unity. Uh, Lord Zatch is super taken aback by this, to the to the point of stifling a, a surprised laugh. Mass genocide, the greatest expression of the Guild Pact. What is it really all for? She comes here, kills your kind, mine, everyone else, so that you can what? Rule over the ashes? Step into some distant plane for more souls and money? For what? What is it all for? We do not expect understanding from one who wishes only to rot back into the earth. We are everlasting. Our time is eternal. She will come and open a door to riches and power without end. Foolish Devkari, what is it all for? Everything. What a terrible curse to be afflicted with such vanity. Embrace oblivion, you pale imitation of a lich. Roll initiative. Oh, yeah! <laughs> On the next Encounter Party, the sacrifice of the Thralls have given the team the strength they need to challenge the Obsidot. However, it appears that litigation has failed, and the only choice left is fight or flight. Do our players stand a chance against a guild leader, let alone five? Find out next time on Encounter Party! Encounter Party is produced by Play Plus One and Charging Moose Media, based on the worlds of Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering, created by Wizards of the Coast. Original campaign written by Brian David Judkins. Sound capture and original effects by Will Malones. Edits and mixing by Ned Donovan and Katie Brow. Theme song and additional music by Alexander Nakarada of Serpent Sound Studios. Additional music by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech. Special thanks to Megan Judkins and Will Malones. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Grenadier Widget Retired. Now that I got a lot of free time on my hand, uh, I'm going to spend a lot more time on the internet. So be like me. Head over to social media, subscribe to the Instagrams and the Twitters, and if you want to talk, that'd be great. Pop over to the Facebook discussion group. And if that still ain't enough for you to do, because, you know, you got a lot more time on your hand than you were prepared for, then head over to EncounterParty.com, where you can see news and updates all the time.